Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, I'm talking about the Hawks' 118-113 to win over the Detroit Pistons. After a tough loss at home versus the Charlotte Hornets, the Hawks are able to get a big win in Detroit before playing the Pistons again on Friday. Without further ado, let's get into it. Could the Hawks please get an easy win at some point this season? I mean, after that brutal loss to the Hornets at home on Sunday, the Hawks are able to get some rest, get a couple days off, and go up to Detroit and seeming seemingly to catch the Pistons at a good time. The Pistons are coming off of a back-to-back. This game was their second game in two nights, and the Hawks are getting a little bit of rest. They have a rest advantage, and it certainly did not look like that in this game. The Hawks were, were able to jump out to a big lead, the starters were able to go on a 21-8 run to start this game. But once Clint Capella and DeJounte Murray went out, the Pistons sort of found their footing, and Cade Cunningham and the dreaded Boyan Bogdanovich was able, were able to kind of lift the, uh, the Pistons in this game and keep them in it. It was a game that went back and forth. There were 22 lead changes in this game. There was 10 ties. Um, and it was just a game where you sort of had this sinking feeling, or I had this sinking feeling, that the Hawks were going to find a way to lose this. They started the game on such a good good start. Trey Young had a great first quarter, scoring 16 points um, and having two assists. And then DeAndre Hunter got off to a great start where he had 10 points in that first quarter. But Cade Cunningham sort of matched Trey Young in the scoring department. And, of course, like I said, Boyan Bogdanovich, um, they scored 13 and 12 points respectively and kept the Pistons in this game. The Hawks' defense has not been able to really establish itself in the last two games, this game with the Pistons and the Charlotte Hornets game, but I did think that one thing that was clear in this one was just how important Clint Capella still is to the Atlanta Hawks. I know a lot of fans, including myself, want to see a lot of Anyeka Kangwu. There's been a lot of talk about him stretching out and being able to shoot a jump shot. He has so much... uh, potential in a switching uh, defense he, he has a lot of mobility you see flashes he scored 10 points off the bench him along with Aaron Holiday both had 10 points I think the Hawks ended up with six different scores with 10 plus points but Clint Capella was monstrous it felt like anytime he went off the court the Pistons were able to make their runs and when he came back in he was sort of able to restore order and that fourth, he would be huge in the fourth quarter. He had a huge block on Cade Cunningham, and he was just able to really control this game from a defensive side of the ball. And I think his plus 22 in the plus minus really was reflective of how well he played in this game against the Detroit Pistons. But it really came down to the fourth quarter. The third quarter was a slog, and the Pistons were able to build a lead. It was hilarious to see the Pistons pull Cade Cunningham in the third quarter and the Hawks immediately take advantage able to cut into a double digit lead and get this game almost all the way back Cade didn't even get four minutes on the bench before Dwayne Casey was forced to put his star guard back into this game but the Hawks just kept coming even when it felt like you know their shooting wasn't falling the Pistons are kind of controlling the game getting big shot after big shot getting rebounds in between four Hawks defenders, both Corey Joseph and the Pistons rookie Duran, were able to find um, opportunities to get rebounds in a host of Hawks. And not only 
get those rebounds, but get rewarded and get to the free throw line. Um, this was the second game in a row. I felt it looked like the Hawks were taken aback a little bit by the physicality of the game, or it just felt like the team, the Pistons, when they were on offense, were able to be very physical with the Hawks, getting into the paint and driving. But on the other end, the Hawks weren't getting the same uh, whistle as the Pistons were. But ultimately, it wouldn't matter. There were a couple of huge plays. Uh, the play of the game, no doubt, was a monstrous chase down block by John Collins. John got to the middle of the paint with the basketball on the offensive side. It got stolen on some nice defense by the Pistons, and the Pistons got the ball up ahead to Cade Cunningham. DeJounte Murray was able to slow down Cade Cunningham so he couldn't go full speed, and John Collins, who lost the ball, was able to come all the way back into this, into the play and get a monstrous chase down block in a play that, in real time, looked sort of like a lesser version of the LeBron James chase down block. And to compare any play and any player to that play and LeBron James in that play feels like just blaspheme, just feels like it's impossible. And so, again, in real time, it looks like sort of a lesser version of that play. But when they showed the replays and watching it a couple times, it, it was all every bit it just like that play. Again, I think DeJounte Murray deserves a bunch of credit for being able to slow uh, Cade Cunningham down. But John Collins came all the way down and was able to save those two points and at the end of the game, it got really tight. The Hawks were able to uh, press their lead. They they got a lead and were able to push their lead up to six and eight points. But freaking Bajan Boyan Bogdanovich, not Bogdan, Boyan, and they're not related. They're, they're not related. It turns out Bogdanovich is just a very common name. But he was hitting three after three, and it felt like he was going to be able to drag the Pistons back into this game and get them a win on their home court on the second night of a back-to-back, really in a game they had no chance of winning at the end of the fourth quarter. But that huge chase down block by John Collins and subsequently some nice shot making by DeAndre Hunter and then Ice Trey doing what he does best, icing the game with some free throws, the Hawks were able to come out of Detroit with a win. Um, it certainly was not the prettiest win. The Hawks did not have... Um, as, as good a win as they have had in the past, but they were able to get it done. Uh, in particular, I thought DeJounte Murray had a little bit of trouble on the offensive side of the ball. He just, it felt like the second unit could not score, and or the unit that is run by DeJounte Murray. The rotation so far is Trey Young plays the entire first quarter, DeJounte gets the start of the second quarter, and then Trey plays the entire third quarter, and DeJounte gets the start of the fourth quarter. And those run, those units that are run just by DeJounte Murray have not felt as in sync on the offensive end of the uh, ball as the starting unit for sure. Um, now, that's not to say it, it can't be more smoother in the, in the future that they'll get better at this, but certainly right now there's been stretches where it just feels like the Hawks can't get any buckets. And I've been encouraged by Nate McMillan's willingness to to mess with the rotation that he has, he's it's kind of established he's only playing nine players every game, and he's willing to kind of mix and match the players in those rotations. But I really wish he would kind of throw in one player in particular, A.J. Griffin. He doesn't need to play him 10 minutes a game, but to get A.J.'s uh, shooting onto the court, I think would be a big bene- uh, 
big boon for the Hawks team, whether he's playing in the Trey-led units or the DeJounte units. Um, I certainly can understand not wanting to play uh, Jalen Johnson and A.J. Griffin together. Those are two really young players, and you want your defense, you know, want some semblance of defense. But, again, in those units that are led by DeJounte Murray, it can just feel like there's no no semblance of offense. And DeJounte, in particular, had kind of a tough game. Um, he was not able – again, on the offensive side of the ball – I thought he just kind of over-dribbled sometimes. He finished the game with um, he finished the game with two turnovers somehow. I, I could have sworn he had more than two turnovers, uh, but it was just not a very pretty game from on the offensive side of the ball. He was able to make some three pointers, uh, unassisted three pointers, which is not something I think you can expect to happen. Not that he's a bad shooter. But that's not really DeJounte's game. He likes to get into the mid-range and hit that elbow shot, which consequently wasn't really falling for him this game. He was just 5 of 18 from the field, but 2 of 6 on those three-pointers. And those three-pointers were really huge for the Hawks. They came at times where, again, it felt like those units led by Murray were not able to score points, and he was able to get those up there. But he did make his impact in other ways. Of course, he got his two steals eight assists, and eight rebounds. So it feels like he's going to flirt with a triple-double every game. Um, There'll be nights when he scores more than 14 points, and there'll be nights where he has more than eight assists. But um, I really would like him to kind of not dribble quite as much. I understand he's going to be the ball handler and that the ball's going to be in his hands a lot. But the the Hawks have a lot of capable ball handlers now, especially with Aaron Holiday on the court. I think DeAndre Hunter is emerging as more of a uh, player who can have the ball in his hands, and so there's not as much pressure on DeJounte to have that. Talking about standout performances, we have to come to Trey Young. He was 9 of 21 from the field, just 1 of 3 on his three-pointers, but he got to the free-throw line 17 times. He's acutely aware of any time the Hawks are able to get into the bonus, and he will find ways to get to the free-throw line. And he finished the game again with those 35 points, six assists, and really doing Trey things at the end of the game. Of course, these teams know they're playing again on Friday, two days later. And after the game was in hand, as the clock ran out, instead of kind of keeping the ball, and most times teams come up in the middle and different players hug each other and, and at least, you know, say, good luck the rest of the way. Um, Trey just rolled the ball down the court knowing that the Hawks had won and kind of like, all right, y'all have the ball. But um, the Hawks are going to have to make some changes to make sure this game is not as close. uh, The game on Friday is not as close as this game was. And uh, first and foremost, it starts with not allowing Boyan Bogdanovich to go off. Uh, Bogdanovich finished the game with 33 points on 12 of 21 shooting. He was 6 of 12 from the three-point line. It felt like he was 12 of 12 from the three-point line, and every time he was shooting, it was going in. He's an interesting player because he's he's now on the older side, and he has really bad hair. He's from Europe, but he gets angry really fast, whether it's with uh, an opponent or with the referees. He drew a really early technical in this game um, and was, you know, getting in, trying to challenge DeAndre Hunter, Clint Capella. Again, Hunter fouled out of this game. He fouled out in the fourth quarter, but um, Boyan Bogdanovich just kept the Pistons in this game by hitting three-pointers, and the Hawks are going to have to be able 
to know where he is on the court. And one way they can attack him is by using um, the Hawks' offense against Boyan Bogdanovich by finding him on the defensive side of the ball and really attacking him. I thought the Hawks did that a little bit early, but then got away from it. Um, but I like to see that more on the game on Friday. And then I'd just like to see, again, uh, Nate continue to play with his rotations. Um, I think it's great to see Jalen Johnson continue to get minutes and kind of have a solid place in this rotation. He was two for four from the field. He made one of his three-pointers. He looks great on offense, and he seems to be talking a little bit more on defense, which is what you want to see from a young big. Um, But I think there's still minutes there for A.J. Griffin and maybe expanding the rotation a little bit or continuing to be open to uh, tinker with it, I think would help uh, Nate McMillan a lot and help this Hawks team. But again, Clint Capella was the man of the match. He played 26 minutes, which is three of eight from the field, but he had 10 rebounds and two assists. And it was again, a game high plus 22, which I do not think was a fluke. So uh, again, how much I'd love to see Aneka Kongwu get starting sign minutes. Kongwu played 21 minutes. Um, you still understand why Clint Capella is such a big part of this team. John Collins finished the game. He played 36 minutes, 19 points, 11 rebounds, four fouls, four turnovers, a steal, um, four block shots. John Collins and Clint Capella combined for eight block shots. Two Hawks players getting block shots had not occurred since Kyle Korver and Clint uh, and Kent Bazemore did that in a game um, I would have never guessed that Bazemore and Corver were the two that had done that before Clint and John but here we are and it was a it was just a fun game finally for the Hawks to close one out and hopefully on Friday they are able to build a lead and it not even come down to the fourth quarter but a big win in Detroit the Hawks moved to three and one on the season if they're able to come out of the first five games at four and one after another game with the Pistons, I think that would have been a, a very nice job. Of course, you would have loved 5-0, and but here we are. And then that's important going into they have a tougher part of their schedule coming up after this next game against the Detroit Pistons. So big win from the Hawks, big game from Trey Young, huge performance by Clint Capella, and the Hawks play the Detroit Pistons on Friday. Thank you for catching this episode of the Kettlecast. If you could leave a rating or review, on whatever platform you use to get your podcast. That is a huge help to me at the Kettlecast. Go Hawks!